You know, we were looking more into Cameo. Yeah. We could get Flavor Flav. I don't know why we would. I'm sorry. Why would you not want Flavor Flav? How much is Flavor Flav? $250. Absolutely not. <laughs> why you could Flavor When Flav we can get 10 Eric Dungy clips, he's You can get like... Steve Guttenberg. <gasps> Steve Guttenberg? <laughs> Who? What's he in? Three Men and a Little Lady. I'm not seeing it. Police Academy. Oh, okay. $125. Ed's about to hate me because I, I got him from Police Academy and not what he said. <laughs> Mine's not. Steve-O from, from Jackass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen an of Jackass. I don't intend to. Oh, wait. I've got the best one. Sean Astin. <gasps> Fuck off. Rudy. Uh-huh. You can get Samwise Gamgee. And you can get Bob. 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 Bum, bum, you can get Sean Kingston. Bum, 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 bum. What of beautiful girls <laughs> and fire burning? Yeah. Wait, 9 one, Yeah, $300. He's more expensive than Sean Astin. It's $5 more Call expensive than Flavor Flav. You can get... <laughs> $90. Exhibit. <gasps> yes. Yeah. That's it. That's be, it. That would be an explosive show. I think we need to stop. This is a minefield we can... Wait, but to be fair, while the crisps eating going on, we exactly. may as well just What else are we on. doing? Exactly. I don't know. Licking ourselves. That's just Molly. And Tom. <laughs> you really went for that, didn't you? I did, yeah. <laughs> Oh I no, I found it. I found the best one. So mix a lot. Hundred and fifty quid. You know, we were talking about doing like a celebratory thing for a certain number of listens. Yeah. Or maybe we should just pull some money and get one. Okay. Because it's coming up till we've been doing this for a year. Wait, what? Hmm. Isn't that five months? Yeah, we started at the draft, so Fuck off. No way. May. <laughs> In May, we've been doing this for a year, so I feel like we should get, like, Sean Astin. Do you want me to read you Sean Astin's bio? Go on. When people ask me what they've seen me in, I size them up. How old? Guy or girl? Tough looking or kind of sweet? Then I start guessing. <laughs> wow. I like to think he's wholesome. Well, he definitely is wholesome, because in most of these, he's wearing a fleece. Oh, that is, <laughs> that is like, the most... And a tie. A fleece and tie combo. A fleece combo. over the top of a shirt and tie. <sighs> That's the dream. <laughs> and from a distance, it looks like a Christmas tie. I can see a candy cane. I really want him to size me up and tell me if I'm tough looking or kind of sweet. You're wearing a pink bow on your head. There is there is only one option he's going for. And it's tough looking. Hello and welcome to Stiff Upper Lip, the NFL podcast by Brits, with me, Ed Wilkins. Me, Emma Hebron. And me, Tom Chappell. Excellent. Lovely. Who who do you reckon is the least surprising person to be on a, a website like Cameo? Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, that's a yeah. good answer. That is a really good answer. Dude, dude sells out. Yeah. Oh, really? He oh, okay. was like the thing that we love most about Shaquille O'Neal is how low his bar is for selling out. Did you see that he DJs? He's DJed and not like Paul Chuckle DJing, where he, he just tells like an actual DJ to arrange him some tracks, and he just goes and stands behind like the mixtape. Like, no, he genuinely creates his own. Like, do you want to hear some of the things he's endorsed? Go on. Aventus's icy hot pain relief patch. Right. He I'm also not- has his own brand of energy drink mm-hmm. called Shaq Fu. I was about to say Shaq Fu, but I was about to say the energy drink. I was about to say the film, the game, the game. Sorry, yeah. Yes. Yeah, don't worry, I'm well aware of Shaq Fu. He's endorsed Papa John's, uh, Soda Shack, 
Shaka claws he endorsed okay. for Toys R Us. Shakaroni and meatballs and shack and cheese. Oh, first of all, first and the Mister Big candy bar. First of all, who eats macaroni and meatballs? <laughs> what fucking animal is that? But no, what I was. Uh, it was is... part of an initiative to help promote healthy school lunches. So they picked macaroni and meatballs. Yeah, how are those a healthy option? <laughs> well, apparently they were low in sodium and fat. I mean, compared to sort of a block of solid cheese, then yeah. <laughs> now, what I was thinking is we could go around and name a few perhaps starting players and then the products which they might advertise. So, for example, I've got the first one. Mitchell Trubisky, baby app. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be Philip Rivers. <laughs> yeah, no, he would, he would advertise like the Ford Galaxy minivan. <laughs> I got That's his product children. endorsement, and they all fit in this Ford Galaxy minivan. <laughs> here's here's a crazy one. Yeah, Baker Mayfield and a really shit streaming service like Hulu. Oh wait, this is a thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what he, he actually does. advertises Hulu. Well, what's the one where he does where it's like Baker? Isn't it like Home Security? Progressive. Yeah, I was thinking he advertises pork products as a side character, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> You do realise that his name literally means a profession to do with, like, bread, right? Yeah. <laughs> I realised as I said it. <laughs> How are you making a pun out of a man whose name is already a profession? Um, what are we doing for the for the games? Am I going to just read them? I mean, Tell, shall I see if I can come up with on-the-fly puns? Can do if you want. Okay. Mm, you've got to make sure they're not the same as last week. 49ers age gracefully over the Cardinals. <laughs> I'm gonna need to see your CV again. <laughs> what? This is, that's the hardest one. We've started with the hardest one. Did we, did we say strike gold before? Which I thought was pretty good. 49ers gold rush continues over the Cardinals, 28-25. It's a closer game than I think people anticipated, but the 49ers were clearly the better side. Yeah. I gave the 49ers a B and the Cardinals a C. I gave the Niners a B plus and the Cards a B. Oh. The Niners' offense here was their strength, not their defense. But the Cardinals kept this so close, and I think yeah. that they're again just one of those teams that are almost at winning games level, but just not quite there. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it's impressive because the Forty ers are arguably now the best team in the league. Well, yeah. So Doesn't... for the Cardinals to hold their own like that is yeah credit yeah. to them. I think you've got to look at Kyler Murray and say that there aren't that many better quarterbacks in the league right now. The the offense is geared around him, and it's clearly paying dividends now as they're managing to score more and more points per game. That yeah. that sort of average if, is slowly when, increasing. If if in the draft they get him some more pieces to work with next year, they will be a force to be reckoned with. Okay, <laughs> Play, players who are more familiar with that system from sort of like a college level. What are your grades? Uh, we'll go with the Forty Nine ers a B, and we'll go with the Cardinals a B. I'll give them both a B. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Texans rodeo over the Jags, twenty six oh. to three. I like that one better than the one that I came up with. <laughs> Thank last week. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texans an A, Jags an F. Yeah, one of the two Fs this this week. Yeah, that's why I, I gave him two. I second that as well. The Texans look brilliant. Yeah, I think this game might have settled down the conversation about whether Minshew's going to take over after falls. Yeah, because... He only completed barely 50% of his passes. Yeah, he was not the problem in this game. He threw a couple of bad picks, that's true. That was his fault. I'm not saying he was the problem, but he wasn't good. No. They had a lot, whole host of problems. Yeah, I don't think that Minshew should miss out as a result of this game. I just regard Foles as a better quarterback. 
bit more consistent. Yeah, I just feel like Nick Foles is... Well, I mean, the very limited time that he was on the field in week one against the Chiefs, he threw yeah. a, what, 60-yard touchdown pass? Yeah. I'm just... I, I, I like Nick Foles. I like Nick and Foles. I prefer... Nice guy, Nick. Nick Foles as, a, as an actual starting quarterback to Gardner Minshew, just because his... his sort of like rookie flair isn't going to last him whereas I like Foles as a more experienced head but right now Minshew is the consensus rookie uh, offensive rookie of the year yeah but so how, how do you bench a player playing that well uh, because in the past few weeks he's not been playing that well he started out fantastically and he deserves to still be in the top two definitely for offensive rookie of the year but his performances have dipped back into sort of a rookie level that we were expecting. Yeah, that that is true, but I think my thinking is you look around the league and you think, well, Gardner Minshew is certainly not the 33rd or worst quarterback in the no. league. No. But I don't think that Nick Foles is a bad enough quarterback to be kept out of the team. I think that Nick Foles is getting his starting job back. I agree with you. Well, one final point, if you haven't heard it, um, Doug Marone seems intent on talking about diarrhoea because every single sort of press oh, conference Jesus, I've seen... Yeah. When he, when he kept talking about how, like, apparently nobody talks about it for shame, that when they go to London, they all experience, like, really bad diarrhea, and it makes it really hard, and they're very tired. And you're like, I think this is one of those things where somebody said something and gone, am I right, guys? And they're all like, mm, no, just that's just you. Yeah. Do you reckon Doug Marone just happens to have got diarrhea? Yeah. To be fair, though, sometimes when I go to London, I get the shits, but that's like... I'm, I'm blaming, you've got IBS. <laughs> I'm blaming London's shonky water, but it's better than American water. First of all, I highly doubt any of those million dollar, million dollar players are drinking tap water. No, you're right. And nobody's ever complained of this before. Yeah, but Doug Marone complains about things that nobody's ever complained about before on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, it's like having an A-grade quarter, uh, cornerback for a start. Turns out Doug Marone shot the bed on that play call. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, Eagles circle Bears, 22 to 14. Eagles B minus, Bears C minus. I gave the Eagles a C plus and the Bears a C. Because I saw it as like, the first half I'd have given us a D and the second half I'd have given us a B. So I just balanced it out. I mean, I'm going to be the harshest critic, very obviously. Uh, Eagles B minus, Bears E minus. And, e the, minus. and the only reason why... It's not an F, is because after after one half, you had nine total yards off it. Yeah. If it was based off of just the first half, you were getting a solid F, and it was probably going to be pushed to a U. It then, a comeback push, quite late on, spared you a bit. I th- I'm, I th- I'm, just being, I'm just being harsh on, on bad teams this week. I think that the... I think an E- is probably a little bit harsh, but I think that the, I don't think the we're Bears bad. were com- comfortably outplayed in that game. Yeah, I don't think we're a bad team. I think that the first half was not good, and it was so frustrating to watch that I actually... Sh- we had Red Zone on the telly, and the Bears game on the laptop, and I shut the laptop, so I didn't want to watch it anymore, because yeah. it was so frustrating. And then, basically, as soon as I shut the laptop off, we, sc- yeah. <laughs> we came up on Red Zone because we were getting a touchdown. I was like... It's just the fact that... The fact that we got those touchdowns is good. Good, and I think that we played a lot better in the second half. Yeah. The frustrating bit was when we were 19, four, we were five points down from them. Yeah. And they had the ball at like eight, eight minutes something. 
and they kept it the whole rest of the game. Yeah. Because 1914 is not a lost game. It was also frustrating that Ertz grabbed one of the our defenders by a face mask and shoved him and then caught a touchdown pass and it was allowed. Yeah. Strong case for OPI. Yes. <laughs> there were there were a few a few cases of that this week, but none more baffling that it wasn't given than that one. But, well, especially because they watched the replay. Well, Nike decided not to challenge it. I mean, that's on him. Yeah, that's again another issue as well. That being said, nine total yards offense in the first half is awful. Like nine yards off of, off of a drive is a bad drive. Nine yards and a half is the worst half of offensive football that you could possibly hope to have. We'd had the first half, and I think somebody on an Instagram account I followed posted that we'd only got nine yards of total offense, and I was like, bloody hell. Then the second half started, and immediately the Eagles threw like 10-yard pass, and I was like, that's more than we've had (laughs) this whole game. Yeah, (laughs) They've just beaten us. The second half basically spares them in the same way that the fourth quarter spared them against the Saints, where they they got these 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 touchdowns and it made it look a little bit less. But I I I can see Matt Nagy becoming more and more of a broken man because nine yards of total offense. It, it is it is true. It is awful. As an appreciator of the Bears, it's certainly the worst performance in the first, certain worst halfs performance I've ever seen from the Bears. Yeah. But it wasn't the same as the Saints game, even that they, they scored most of their points in garbage time. They were they were in and competitive. I think by the end, their defense was just too yeah, tired. Well, in the and second the, half, the Eagles when, just kind of broke their backs. Really, in the second half, when we came back, we looked offensively like we were more in control of the game in the beginning of the second half than they did, which does make me feel a bit better. Do you want to see the next game? Yeah, go for it. Well, it is Arrowhead. Chiefs pierce the Vikings, 26 to 23. You were definitely pierced off by the end of this game. I, was... I gave Chiefs B+, plus, Vikings B-. minus. Well, I went for B+, plus on both counts. The Chiefs won. It was a game that was inherently winnable for the Vikings, so I don't think you can put them both on the same score. But I, it is for me, it is a... A B minus from the Chiefs and a C plus for the Vikings. I think that the part of the thing is like, obviously, it's fairly obvious to most people going into a game with the Chiefs that you just need to not let them go on really explosive plays, not let them do Chief things. And the ball just kept finding Tariq Hill, and that that I think that wasn't covered properly. If you'd been able to cover those, that would have resolved a lot of the issues. It's highlighting worries in the secondary now for the Vikings. I think that what was a couple of years ago our strongest suit, and now it's looking like a liability I wouldn't be surprised if Zim again dips into the sort of the cornerback market come the draft time that said though the the Chiefs played very well Harrison Booker you know he's been making kicks like that his entire career that's the sort of thing isn't it it's like if you've got a reliable kicker it changes your offense so much like the Patriots are now having a to basically rework their offense because they can't just rely on Goskowski kicking 40 plus yard field goals. Mm-hmm. Harrison Butker is just clutch yeah. at the kicking position. Like Justin Tucker, for example, the Ravens know for a fact they get within f- like 49 yards, he's making that kick. Yeah. If they get even within 60 yards, he's got a good chance. Mm-hmm. Harrison Butker is capable of doing this. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's that sort of upper echelon of kickers. You've got your Justin Tucker's, your Jake Elliott's. Josh, Josh Lambeau. Lambeau. Yeah, these guys, and Puggers in there. Um, so it was galling to lose in that fashion. Mm. But overall, I think we did enough to win, so it's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, it felt more like the Chiefs winning than the Vikings lost, and that's that's the sort of best way that you can sort of describe. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, moving on to another situation like that. Um, Steelers forge against the Colts, twenty six to twenty four. I like that one. Nice smithing. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go with that <laughs> smithing. Yeah. Steelers smith against the Colts <laughs> doesn't have the same ring to it. I'm going to do this next week, by the way. Yeah. Gonna okay. Are we just going to rotate we'll, it? We'll rotate. So. Okay. Tom, what grades did you give? Uh, it's your team. You should chat. C plus and uh, C plus for both. Um, I don't think that either team particularly did well enough to win, but both teams did But somebody had to. <laughs> but somebody had to, really. Yeah. And it just happened to be that Vinatieri... I mean, our special teams plays this week were sensational in the sense that Cam Hayward blocks an extra point, they try and go for two in the fourth quarter, and we stop it with Terrell Edmonds making a good stop. Our special team did brilliant, and including... Uh, off of a safety that we coughed up, we then recovered the fumble off of the muffed punt. We we basically won this game with special teams, but they basically lost it with special teams. Yeah, essentially, like special teams played so much of a role here. Like Chris Boswell nailing a a fifty three yard kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is well and truly back, and I I apologise for every comment that I made on Twitter last season about how Chris Boswell should have been sacked off. Because the guy has missed one kick all year and it was from 54 yards. That is clutch and he brought us back into the game. Offensively, we didn't look great, but then again, we were down to our our second and fourth choice running backs. Our second choice quarterback. uh, And this is a... You still have like Juju and Jalen. I mean, Jalen, our second choice running back, uh, didn't really get going. It was actually Trey Edmonds who was the better of the backs. Offensively, not particularly great, but they didn't really need to be because Bud Dupree and TJ Watt are having a, a monster year. Bud Dupree especially needs some needs some props because the guy has already matched his production in his best career years, yeah. and we're through eight weeks of this season. We said that they were these games were going to be really close. Yeah, like could go either way. Yeah, and it definitely proved to be that way. So like obviously they lost Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Re- really early on. Uh yeah, they they lost Jacoby Brissett because Cam Hayward uh bullied all uh, all pro left guard Quentin Nelson into basically standing on his ankle and then falling on his knee. Like you don't want a man to fall on your ankle and knee in that manner and it was no surprise that Jacoby Brissett went out. Yeah, he went out. So the fact that they were able to remain competitive with their third choice quarterback. Well, second, because Andrew Luck retiring, Jacoby Brissett is still But he retired at the beginning starter. of this season. They've not had, like, uh, Jacoby Brissett is their second choice quarterback because he left them at the beginning of this season where they couldn't draft yeah, but it's... the first choice. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that is their replacement. They yeah. lost him when... They have, they have faith in Brissett, sure. Yeah. But... You'd still rather have had luck. I mean, what what I would say is that Hoyer came in and played well. Yeah, that's what he he came in and he he definitely held his own and he gave a good performance, which looks good on them that they've got a guy that can do that because not everybody's third guy can well, yeah. can do that. I mean, Brian Hoyer has been in the league for for years yeah. now. He's an experienced guy. He knows how to manage yeah. games. But then defensively, for you, he got three offensive touchdown passes yeah but also a pick six yeah but i guess i'm just because obviously he's he is not the hardest quarterback that you're gonna face well no but even even on like the 
the Cardinals, for instance, Kyler Murray's going to be a lot better than him. Well, yeah, but Lamar Jackson was a lot better than him and we pretty much quelled them. The defence still won the game. Well, I think what Emma's referring to is the fact that the defence looked great, but did allow points. Like, they also yeah. scored points, yeah, which mitigates that somewhat. We can all see how good this Steelers defence is. I mean, I don't think we can argue that it's a outstanding outfit, but it's when it allows points, you have to say that's a bad day at the office, even for a good defence. The Dolphins win. The Dolphins <laughs> win <laughs> against the Jets. They had a good day, man. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is magical down at Hard Rock at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, Fitzpatrick really carried that team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without him, they have nothing. Yeah. The man who looks like he keeps a family of sparrows in his beard. Yeah, I think I'm giving Ryan an A plus. The Dolphins themselves a C, and the Jets an F. I think I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing his way into my MVP consideration. He is so good. He's done so much with so little. Yeah, he's like the only guy now on the on the Dolphins that's capable, which also then points out who who the fuck do the Jets have that's capable if a team of one man can win. Yeah. Some of the stuff like was so bad. So he went squirmed out the back of the end zone for a safety. Yeah. There was a catalogue of bad things that just don't happen to well-coached teams. It was actually an enjoyable game of football because both teams were sort of more or less equal in their god-awfulness and it brought about a spectacle. I think that there are quite a few college teams that would fancy themselves against the Jets or Dolphins at this point. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd definitely fancy Alabama, who Tua Tagovailoa plays for right now, Yeah, to spank on this Dolphins and Jets team. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ironically, where Tua probably won't even end up at this point, given that the Dolphins have ruined their own tank. Other than the 49ers, Texans and Cowboys, every home team won this week. I'm, I'm just going to give the Dolphins an A, and I'm going to give the, um, the Jets a U. I, I went for F for Jets and uh, a C for Dolphins. Mostly because the Dolphins were the ones that had the play where they ran into their own man. On yeah, the goal that is line. True. That is true. But they didn't play well. It was just that the Jets were somehow worse yeah. than a team trying to lose. That's the point, though. Any team that can win under those circumstances should get an A. No, because those circumstances have happened to themselves. They don't deserve any more than a, than a, a C, I think. But Ryan Fitzpatrick is not responsible for the Dolphins deciding to tank. Oh, no. Ryan Fitzpatrick did everything that he's needed to do and has done every week that he's been in the game. Mm. Yeah. Should we move on? Yep. Bills trample the Redskins 24 to 9. There's precious little to say about this game. I've gone Bills B, Redskins C minus, because they weren't that bad. They weren't good, but they weren't Redskins abhorrent. No. Um, Yeah, I I saw fit to give the Bills a B and the Redskins a D. Um, The the only noteworthy thing about this game for me was the fact that the two running backs were Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson, who have a combined age of 71. I think aside from that, I've not really got much to add. <laughs> what were your grades, Tom? C plus, C minus. Um, oh, okay. You're quite harsh on the Bills. I'm assuming it was them you gave the C plus to. Yeah. <laughs> the Bills getting a C minus for winning 24. Uh, no, they... Eh, it was a, it was just sort of another meh game. Mm. The Bills did fine. The Redskins yeah. did fine. Josh Allen didn't get any interceptions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The touchdown pass to Cole Beasley was fine. Yeah. yeah, I think what he got teams... a rushing touchdown as well. Yeah, what's happening with the Redskins yeah. at the moment is you turn up, you play, you, you're about finished in time. It's time for tea. By the time other teams are midway through the third quarter, 
<laughs> well, there was, a weird, there was like a really weird point where it seemed like they kicked off after the Steelers and finished like 10 minutes before like comfortably before. And it's not like the Steelers-Colts game was a long affair. All five shortest games this season have featured the Redskins. Yeah, they just they just want to get in and get out <laughs> as quickly as possible because they don't trust their quarterback and they're just going to let Adrian Peterson yeah. carry it. It was another one of those things where Dwayne Haskins played a half against the Vikings in which they allowed him to throw five times and he threw three passes and an interception. In one half. In of one football. half of football. That's real bad. Um, yeah. He he was allowed to throw eight times in the first half. Well done. That's the Bills. So How nice. did he achieve? Almost what? double. I mean, overall, he completed 15 out of 22 passes for 144 yards. He got no touchdowns and no interceptions. The most concerning thing, though, so for, really for, nothing. for the Redskins and Jets as well, is uh, they, they've both had instances where their, co- their head coach didn't actually want the players they've got. So, like, the Jets don't want Lev Bell. Bell, really, hence why they tried trading him. Ironically, yeah. did you see who Lev Bell was rumoured to go to? There was a rumour that uh, fl- spinning around that he might be going back to the Steelers, but it never materialised. Yeah, he. Uh, there was apparently talks between him uh, and the Steelers, and the, and the Jets were interested in, in trading him off. Yeah. It just never ended up happening, but just sort of also shows that Lev Bell really wasn't a main locker room diva last year. He just happened to want to get paid. <laughs> you've, you've managed it. What? You've gone from Bill's Redskins yeah. to talking about the Steelers in four moves. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a game of chess. Uh, and didn't you say there was, a, there was a rumour that Dwayne Haskins didn't even know the Redskins playbook? I think it's more than a rumour. I think yeah. at this point we Th- have that to. was yeah. why they'd not been playing him because he still doesn't when they said he was not ready that's what they meant yeah but 10 weeks in he still doesn't know the playbook well, they didn't want him mm-hmm. and I mean I'm not one to talk about he only completed how many passes <laughs> <laughs> in a half every day one man must sit on the floor in some pillows next to a clothing rail in a spare room while his colleagues sit on a comfy bed with appropriate seating for just 200 pounds in total we can get this man a chair and a table so that he can podcast in comfort and not need to stretch his groin every week please please pledge as much as you can or as much as you really want to to this poverty-stricken boy and help him afford a table and chair. Please go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.stiffupperlippod.com forward slash the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal. Thank you and please donate what you can to this unfortunate boy. Thank you. This has been a message brought to you by the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal foundation. If you would like to know more, please visit our website. Thank you. Panthers prowl over the Titans, 30 to 20. Nice. Thank you very much. Another backup ball? Yeah, I did uh, B for Panthers, E for Titans.
I did not think that they were good. I don't think the Titans played too poorly here. Out of all of the Titans' performances, this is the least Titans-esque. They sort of moved the ball quite well. Derek Henry had a good game. Mm-hmm. I went B minus Panthers and and C minus yeah. Titans, but I think they the they had eleven penalties. Yeah, for not ninety nine yards, and they had three turnovers. Not a well disciplined team. No. How many yards for the Titans? Ninety more than us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so you can say ninety more than me. <laughs> <laughs> the Titans, I gave them an E as well on top of those things because they did not have a single third down conversion until the end of the third quarter, which is yeah. not good. Are you familiar with the analogy studs and scrubs, Emma? Yeah. The Titans seem like a few good players surrounded by sort of yeah. like not very talented players. It just feels like a they team do. that's drafted poorly. Toward the end of the game, they did come back and they showed a bit of something that made me not give them an F. Mm. But yeah, I didn't think that they were very good. Tana I thought the well. Panthers were good. He threw two interceptions, one Flat of time. which the Panthers scored on. Okay, so Danahill didn't have a great game. No. Christian McCaffrey did, though. As much he had three lines. touchdowns. I'm pointing out there, Christian McCaffrey for MVP. Oh yeah, I don't even think it's like uh, there's not debatable much at, this, at this point. There's not much competition for that. Well, there's Wilson, and then just a, a big gap to Lamar Jackson, and then a, another huge gap to everyone else. But McCaffrey and Wilson are like the two that are slugging it out for me right now. There's a man you've not mentioned that I'm a bit disappointed about. Dalvin. Yeah. Yeah, Dalvin's like... The chef. The chef is in. All right, carry on anyway. Yeah. Um, sorry, Tom, sorry, Ed. Uh, you've mentioned the Vikings again, I think, hasn't he, Tom? Yeah, that He's is true, really actually. He's just really brought that around. Yeah. That's why I'm going to count that on. Yeah, yeah it's a difference. No, yeah, I was just one. mentioning about the, the Panthers here and, yeah. and McCaffrey. Oh, you were God. talking about the MVP race. Only three stops and you've already brought it back round to you. How self-absorbed. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody giving their grades for Panthers-Titans. Uh, yeah. Why not? So I think I just gave them the same as Tom. Raiders ransack the Lions, 31 to 24. B plus, B minus. I thought that this was the best game of the weekend. I uh, literally gave the exact same grade. Really? Yep. And yeah. Me? I thought it was really good. Again, this is just another case of the Lions just not quite having enough to win, but ultimately still being a good team in a competitive com- yeah. game. Yeah, they are, definitely. There's no game where the Lions haven't stuck around. Yeah. No, they threw three touchdowns. Uh, Matt Stafford threw three touchdowns. He did have an interception. But that was an, but... an amazing interception as well from Darren yeah. Wally. Yeah, that's it. It, it. That kind of interception shows more of the talent of the Raiders' defense than yeah. a floor in Matt Stafford. Uh, he threw for 406 yards as well, which is mm. pretty good. Matt Stafford's is right up there for MVP for me. Yeah. Yeah, he did really well. There was Definitely like a comeback poor... player of the year, 100%. There was a couple times where he was sat. One of them looked worse than the other. Like, it looked like he could have maybe avoided it. Yeah. And had a bit more vision, but other than that, I think he played pretty well. I think Matt Stafford's just used to getting sacked. <laughs> He's just so, yeah. He kind of looked like he just like yeah, this go, this is coming. I'm just <laughs> oh gonna, well, <laughs> maybe if I just sink my body into it, yeah, <laughs> just go limp, Matt. Just, hurts, Matt. just, just play limp. dead. <laughs> yeah, Flat Stafford. <laughs> oh my god, thanks. Oh, you're very welcome. Derek Carr played yeah. well again. Yeah, he didn't throw as many yards as, as Stafford did, but the defence really struggled to stop him, and he looked pretty good. Can I just quickly move, because one of my legs yeah. has gone dead. Yeah. Leggy on Bell. Locker room drama, Steelers, four points. <laughs> Does anybody else have anything to say about this game? I would like to raise John Gruden as the uh, Coach of the Year nominee. God, it's going to be a difficult Christmas in the Gruden household, isn't it? Oh God. Well, so, uh, I might be getting coach of the year. How's your life going, Jay? I've been fired. 
you look at the Raiders and you think the play calling on offense is exciting. I wouldn't, I don't even personally think it's that exciting. It's a West Coast offense, mm. but when you're sort of throwing consecutive, pretty much marching up the yeah. field on sort of, sort of like six yard swings, like also, we... very few teams in the league can stop that. Mm. Was it this game that also had another botched snap, by the way? Yeah. Yes, but yet you it have did. To, that was... uh, Derek Carr had to run backwards to go and get it. Yeah. He did manage to make something out of it. Yeah. Which is yeah. pretty impressive. But you know who was playing centre that game? Because Rodney Hudson was injured. No. Emma, play the music. Incognito! 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 Back up, back up center. I hate him so much. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so basically it's his fault. Yeah, but he's never played the position before professionally, so... To be fair, he never plays any position <laughs> professionally. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a man of pure unprofessional and unsportsmanlike standard. Um, we should also mention Joshua Jacobs, once again brilliant. Yeah. Two touchdowns, rushing, mm-hmm. rushed for 120 yards. He's the third man in the offensive rookie of the year conversation. Who's the second? Minshew Murray. Jacobs. Okay, yeah. Fair. Seahawks squawk over the Buccaneers. 40-34. <laughs> uh, I did Seahawks B, and I, but I gave the Bucks a B-. minus. Yeah, I went for B-pluses across the board. I they thought were, the Bucks did... They were pretty solid. Yeah. Jameis didn't do his usual Jameis things. I mean, there were a few that yeah. there were a few that could have been picked and probably even should have been picked. Yeah. But... I mean, he threw for 335 yards and two touchdowns, which is good, but in classic Winston style, he did in the fourth quarter lose a fumble with under 11 minutes to play when they were tied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he did still do Jameis Winston things. This this is a mark of two sort of gunslinging offences that are playing well enough to mask two bad defences. Yeah. I think the only mm. the only real difference for me right now in the books and the Seahawks like at all is the fact that one of them's got Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think that it, as much as we do go for Jameis Winston. This one wasn't on him. I think that the Tampa Bay defense just couldn't stop Wilson. Which is a common theme, really, of this season. Russell Wilson threw for 378 yards and rushed for 21, which is 399. He threw five touchdown passes. Yeah, if I could add a fifth name into the Offensive Rookie of the Year contendership, is DK Metcalf? That that would be four. Oh, did you only name three? Sorry. If I could add a fourth name into the Offensive Rookie of the Year... Don't cut that out, Emma. Make him look (laughs) foolish. (laughs) He just looks like a consistent option for, for Russell Wilson, which yeah. he's definitely, his stats are being helped by having an elite quarterback, but yeah. the guy is making great plays. Mm. And that one-two punch of Lockett and Metcalf is, is not a bad one at all. No. no. Very few sort of stronger yeah. wide receiver tandems than that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Chargers electrify the Packers, 26 to 11. Um, so in my, for my scores, the, uh, the Chargers get a B minus, the yeah. Packers get a, a sad face, <laughs> and then a me gloating face, and then a sort of drawn middle finger up. <laughs> I've given the Chargers a B plus and the Packers an F. I've only not given the Chargers an A because 
as well as they did do, there were areas that they could have improved. Philip Rivers didn't throw any touchdowns, and he didn't get any rushing either. Uh, B minus and an F. They only got 184 yards of offense, and of the whole 60 minutes of the game, they only had the ball for 24 minutes and 9 seconds. What I would say about this is the NFC North as a whole yeah. lost every game. So every team playing in the NFC North lost a game. Which but, still keeps it as competitive as it is. Yeah, yeah but nothing has changed. <laughs> the only the only team that never looked competitive were the Packers. Yeah, yeah it was... Philip Rivers uh, threw for almost twice as many yards as Aaron Rodgers did. Yeah. And he he threw seven fewer passes. I'll also say I've not been his biggest fan for the last few weeks, but Melvin Gordon did get two rushing touchdowns, which is positive. But still not big fans. Still not big fans. I still think that in any situation now, whenever I see Melvin Gordon do well, I'll think Austin Eckler would have done better. But that is still good play. Mm -hmm. In case you are sort of listening to some, some pops in the background, it's bonfire night. They're fireworks. Shall we do the next game? Or does anybody have anything more to say? I've got nothing to say. If they beat you when you play them, I'm going to have to play you laughing. (laughs) I imagine how hard it's been for me this season because my two great sporting hates both sit atop their divisions. Who's the other one? The Saints. Oh. Broncos bray over the Browns, 24 to 19. After all of this hype, Throughout the entire season, the Browns are the worst team in the AFC North beside the Bengals, who were the only winless team in the entire NFL. I've got a better one that you'll appreciate more. Broncos castrate the Browns 24 to 19. All right, I like that. Uh, that. That basically sums up what it was. Did anyone yeah. see the lacking tackle efforts on no offense touchdown? Yep. Because there were three players in open field and all of them fucking missed. Yeah. Where no offense then went on and scored a touchdown. This is Brandon Allen, the Broncos' second quarterback, yeah. it looks beating like... the shit out of Baker Mayfield in stats again. You're forgetting Drew Locke. He's the third choice quarterback. It looks like, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be treated to another round of Thomas Hates Baker. I'm going to go to the (laughs) toilet while Tom does this. I'm going to hear it through the wall. It's just, he was ranked number 50 and he is the worst quarterback in the AFC North. Considering that he's the worst guy in the entire AFC North. He was ranked above Deshaun Watson. Yeah, trash. He looks like Randy Marsh now as well. So I gave the Broncos an A- minus and the Browns a D. At one point, the Broncos, despite starting 95 yards away from their end zone, they moved the ball so quickly with so little resistance, it only took them seven plays to score a touchdown. Was that by any chance the Noah Fant touchdown? Because Noah Fant yeah. scored a sort of 60-yard touchdown that was a result of Cleveland missing three open field tackles. Uh, it was Philip Lindsay. It's a completely different shit show. I think for me, they appear to have on paper no flaw, which normally leads you to believe it's either coaching or heart. And I think that in this case, it's both. Yeah, I think it's Baker Mayfield's arrogant personality stops him from improving and learning because he can't admit any mistake. Well, no, he stormed out of a press conference as a direct result of this. Exactly. I do also want to just ever so quickly mention again your 2020 Super Bowl pick, the Cleveland Browns. Tom Are your 2020 Super Who was my NFC pick, Tom? What? Who was my NFC pick? It was the Vikings. We... No, it wasn't. What? It was the 49ers. Was it? We watched the Super Bowl last year with Sam. Yeah. Immediately after it finished, we all made four guesses. Okay. Sam picked the Giants, the Browns, the Packers, and the Steelers. Okay. 
Ed picked the Vikings, the Browns, the 49ers, and the Chiefs. Yep. We all picked our own teams because we felt like we should. Yeah. Uh, I picked the Bears, the Patriots, the Falcons, and the Chiefs. The 49ers are looking very promising from mm. yours. Um, and then I've obviously picked the Patriots because <laughs> you have to put them really. They're just sort of always... <laughs> They're just always there, aren't yeah. they? Even last year when they didn't play very well in the season, they still somehow cobbled it together in the end. Yeah. Speaking of... Ravens swap the Patriots. <laughs> I don't think they really... Sw- Swarm flock. Ravens are unkind to patriots. Or conspiracy. Ravens conspire against the patriots. Thirty-seven to twenty. Ravens made the patriots look ordinary. It yeah. wasn't even. It wasn't even like they conspired though. They just marched into town and just beat them to and a pulp. I gave Ravens a plus. Patriots a D. Unlike their normal selves, the Patriots had a fumble from Edelman, which became a touchdown in the yeah. third quarter. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady threw a really bad interception in the fourth quarter that was just basically handing it off. Yeah, that was um, an arm punt right there. Yeah, and it doesn't look like this incredible supposedly Patriots defense can stop a run. It's hard to stop a run, though, because they, they played some of these plays against Lamar Jackson so well, and Lamar Jackson just has the athleticism of... yeah. An elite running back. Yeah, but the Patriots gave up 210 yards on the ground, which is more than they've done since 2014. Yeah, but then the the Ravens is potentially the most potent run, rushing attack of the century. Well, they've got yeah. Lamar Jackson at quarterback, who is the most potent rushing quarterback that the the league's probably ever seen, and I'm including Michael Vick in this. Michael Vick rather yeah. than putting him. Yeah, he's probably... In terms of his athleticism and the ability to make plays like he does, I, I, I've i not seen anyone of his level. No. Like, no. He, he definitely is an elite rusher uh, and, like, scrambling quarterback, for sure. And then they also have, to just sort of compound that, at running back, they have Melvin Ingram. Yeah. Who is... Oh, my God. ...a great rusher. <laughs> they di- they could not stop him either. No. He got 115 yards on 15 carries. Yeah. It's, it's just potent. Yeah. At running back, and it's... it's yeah. They were playing option football at some stages. It was up to Lamar Jackson whether he handed it off or rushed it himself. It was perfect because the Patriots could not read no. the rushing front. They knew a rush was coming, yeah. but from where? Yeah. And that final touchdown was one of the best things that I've seen. Have you mm. seen it? No. It was on the goal line, yeah. and Lamar Jackson decided to rush it himself. Yeah. And he jumped over, and he was inches away. And so the other Ravens players literally dragged him he held the ball above his head like this yeah lying down and they just dragged him over the line (laughs) it was quite something yeah it is the perfect visual representation of how strong a sense of team they have yeah sense of identity they will all help each other and they all know what their role is and they work together to get that ball down there and it it worked the problem with a sense of identity like that is if Lamar Jackson gets injured. No yeah. no team currently is more reliant on one single player than the Ravens are on Lamar Jackson right now. Not that their other players aren't good, but he is the guy that allows them to do what they do. He's the player that no one else in the NFL is like. Their backup QB is also a running QB, so they've, they he's do born. have... It's not, I'm not saying he's going to be as good, but the Chiefs still won without Mahomes. <laughs> okay, final game. Cowboys duel the Giants, thirty-seven to eighteen. Out duel. Out duel. Yeah. Uh, I gave the Cowboys a B plus and the Giants a C for this one. So the Giants are down with a D, but I don't think the Cowboys get more than a B minus here. Well, Daniel Jones did two hundred ten yards and a touchdown, but he did then get an interception and he got 
26 completions out of 41 passes, which is just above half. Talk about players that aren't set up to succeed. Daniel Jones is right there. Yeah. Whereas Dak Prescott got 22 completions for 35 passes, 257 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. That pick came off of his first play of the game, wasn't it? Yeah, Mm -hmm. so from then on, he was pretty solid. Yeah. Ezekiel Um, Elliott also got 139 yards off 23 carries. Yeah. Which is good. C-plus Cowboys and C-minus Giants. The score flatters the Cowboys, but I think they don't. They didn't quite pass the eye test on this game. I think that's what it is. Would you agree? Does it feel more promising for you coming into next week? I'm I'm nervous about next week, so I might be boosting myself up. Because I don't think they looked. They looked like they obviously had some. He threw that interception, but that was really early on, and after that, they did look solid. Perhaps he, he, two of his touchdown passes went for more than forty yards. It's true. I know yeah. it's against the Giants, so you've got to balance. You've got to weigh that in against. They're the best team in the NFC East. Yeah. But I think they're a sort of of middle-of-the-road team. Yeah. Well, Daniel Jones had two fumbles, including one fumble that became a touchdown, which means he has now fumbled ten times this season and is tied for second most in the NFL. I've reviewed our... You know we did season predictions? Yeah. And I thought, we're now halfway through, so we should review them. Okay. Um, One of yours, Tom, Carson Wentz going injured week nine... Obviously didn't happen, so I've crossed that one off. Yeah. The other one, a team will go 0-16. That's looking like it could be the Bengals, if it's going to be someone. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ed, you said the Vikings will go 13-3, and which they still can do, but they can't lose a single other game. Uh, I said the Bears will go 12-4. and I've crossed that out because we can't, because we've lost five now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Single tier. I also said that Khalil Mack will beat his sack record last year. He's got just under six, and we're halfway through and he got just over 12 last season so that could still happen could still ed you said that daniel hunter would lead the nfl in sacks he is currently fourth joint fourth behind shaquille barrett miles garrett chandler jones and then joey bosa daniel hunter and zadarius smith are all fourth and then it goes to seventh mm-hmm. you also said that Dalvin cook would lead the nfl in rushing yards that is currently happening uh, Tom, you said James Connor would have more yards than Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of <laughs> presumed that Dalvin Cook could have been injured by this yeah. point. He's twenty third in that race. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't hang on that one. Yeah. Uh, Ed and you said that there would be five draws this season. There's been one so far. In more painful, I said that Trubisky would get four thousand yards. I don't think that's going to happen. Four hour predictions this week. My brother participated. Oh yeah. My brother won. He beat us all. (laughs) Much props to Daniel. We all tied seven right, seven wrong, which is about right because they were contentious games. Yeah. My brother got nine right and five wrong. He predicted correctly the Dolphins, Chargers and Broncos. (laughs) Just have a round of applause. Just much props to you, Daniel. Take a bow. Yeah. So uh, for Cardinals 49ers, we were all correct for guessing the 49ers. Yeah. For Jags Texans, only Ed got it correct. For Eagles Bears, only you were correct, Tom. Yeah. Uh, for Chiefs Vikings, we were all wrong. For Steelers Colts, me and Ed were wrong, but Tom, you and my brother both said the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, this starts, by the way, the run of eight correct games for my brother. So for Dolphins Jets, we were all wrong except my brother. For Bills Redskins, we were all correct. For Panthers Titans, we were all correct. For Raiders Lions, we all said Raiders except Tom, you said Lions. Yeah. For Seahawks Bucks, we all said Seahawks except Ed, who said Bucks. 
for Chargers Packers, we all said the Packers, except for my brother, who said the Chargers. For Broncos Browns, we all said the Browns, except for my brother, who said mm. the Broncos. He's done us in there, hasn't he? For Ravens Patriots, uh, me and Ed said the Ravens, you and my brother said the Patriots. Yeah. And that, for Giants. That one, I get, su- I get such joy knowing that we picked against the Patriots and it and, works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for Giants Cowboys, we all said Cowboys, except my brother, who said the Giants, so he was wrong on that one. But this this means that my brother is one and two. We're not. Are we counting? Are we counting all all of us as a loss? Like I thought that your brother was just participating in. in... No, no, he wants to win a Chelsea FC jersey. <laughs> That's why he's can participating. We, oh, can, we, can we just not? <laughs> you can't allow him to be in it until he wins. No, he, he has to be in it, but he also has to contribute to the jersey if he loses. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah all yeah, right, in yeah, which yeah, case, that's is. fine. Yeah. I like um, that he's contributed to more of these, by the way, than Sam Longdon, one of the hosts. Yes, he has. Yeah. So my brother is one win, two losses, because he wasn't doing it the first four weeks. Yeah. You and Ed are three for five, yeah. and I'm five for three. Helmer Hits is a non-profit organisation on Facebook that is helping to further the culture of American football in the UK by contacting councils to get the sport into schools and by helping donate money to current teams so they can buy equipment and kits and anything that they might need. If you go onto their Facebook group, you can buy raffle tickets for £10 to win autographed jerseys and helmets. So get on it now. So we have predictions for this week. Let's do it. Raiders Chargers. I'm going to go Raiders. I'm going to go I'm Raiders. I'm going Raiders as well. Uh, Jets Giants. I'm going Giants. Um, uh, I'm saying the Jets bounce back. I'm not Come back feeling... to me on that one. Just edit me, edit me in. We'll leave. We'll leave a gap, and I'll. I'll, I'll... It's this is not how quick fire works. No, but Tom, make a decision. <sighs> make an assessment. Giant. <laughs> Okay. okay. Saints Falcons, another head scratcher. Yeah, Saints. <laughs> Saints. The fucking Falcons. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Okay. One of the worst teams that you've yeah. seen this year. Oh yeah. They're one and seven. I th- I think the Bucks are crap, and I've picked them four times. The Bucks True. have not the Bucks, but the Bucks have provided reason to do that. They came up level against the Saints, and they beat the Rams. The Falcons have given no indication as to why you should pick them against the Saints. Yeah. Don't care. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Titans, Chiefs. Chiefs. Um, There's blood in the water here. I sense an upset. <sighs> Chiefs. I'm going Isn't Chiefs. Mahomes back? Yeah, but the only problem is, is, is he going to be fully mobile? Did you see him at the end of the yeah, game? Yeah, he ran celebrating? on. Yeah, he ran on. <laughs> yeah, jumping up and down. Yeah. Uh, Bengals, Ravens. Ravens. Upset watch. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ravens. Ravens. Comprehensively. Yeah. Uh, Browns, Bills. Bills. I'm going Bills for that one. I'll go for the Bills as well. Bucks, Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals. I'm going Bucks. I'm going Cardinals. You're um, hanging, hanging your onions on the Bucks. Well, Bucks are at home. Yeah, but the Bucks were at home against the Giants, weren't they? Yeah, but I'm just thinking of how they played last week. The Bucks they are always in there. It's going to be a game between two teams that are always putting up points and making it entertaining. Yeah. That'll be the game of the week. Fuck it. That's my prediction. Game of the week. <laughs> oh, Bucks are you Cardinals. sure? That's going to be game of the week? Yeah. It's going to be a 55-54 slugger. I don't know. The last game, I think. Um. Okay. This one I've still not decided. Bears-Lions. Lions. 
Nine yards of total fucking offense against a bad defense is not good. I know. Lions. But the, the problem I have is that I feel like the Lions will win. It's divisional, so like... But then if I predict against my Bears and then they come back and win, I'm going to cry. The the last that time... That sentence was punctuated by a firework. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, can't really, I can't really make the point that I was going to anymore because that firework has ended it with a bang. So I, I have voted the Vikings to win nine times. The reason being... Do you want the Bears to win? Wait, yes, I want them to well, win, but, some, but sometimes I don't. I never want the Packers to win, but I still pick them. Wait, it doesn't matter. Just vote it into existence. Because he wants that damn jersey. I'm going to go Bears, because I can't. Colts, Dolphins. Colts. Colts. Go on. Go on. I dare I'm, you. I'm, I'm sorely tempted. <laughs> I dare you. I'm sorely tempted. I will pay you money. Double dog dare you. Will you pay me the value of a Frantarkson jersey? I will not. No, you could shove that right up your ass. Okay, I'll be calling the Colts then. <laughs> Packers, Panthers, the pee bowl. I'm going Packers. It's at Lambeau, right? Yes, it's Packers are at home. Can you come back to me on this one as well? Panthers! <laughs> I'll get you a Packers. <laughs> we just wait until we just wait until I said pan. No, I was I, I I was milling it over for the entire time that I was. Uh, Steelers Rams. I'm going Rams. Rams. I mean, I was I was right in going for the Steelers over the Colts because I believed in us against the Colts. I don't believe in us against the Rams. This is out of out of the rest of our schedule. This is the guaranteed loss that I've I've pinned. And I've pinned it from like week one. I'm going. I'm going Rams. Yeah. Yeah. You're going Rams. Yeah. But where is it? It's, it's at, at Heinz Field. Yeah. Oh. But mm. are you eyeing it up? Wait, I've just remembered a fact that what? Jared Goff is the second worst quarterback under pressure. And what is the Steelers' main asset? Pressure. I'm flip flopping. Oh, I'm flip flopping. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm doing it again. The Steelers. Are you going for the Steelers? Hinesfield. Bud Dupree and TJ Watt are going to put that awful O line under duress. They're oh, going to no, put. Wait, wait, wait. Rams offense is really good. Let's just remember that. Aaron Donald is going to break Mason Rudolph in half. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I'm, I'm calling the Steelers on this one. Okay. Cowboys Vikings. I'm going Vikings. Wait, in Dallas. In Dallas. Vikings. Pretty fucking loud Gallahorn. I have been mulling this one over for days. It's I mean, the so last time hard. that you mulled one over for days, you picked the Ravens over the Patriots. Because you did that last time. You mulled on it for days. Pick the team right. that wears came, purple. Came to the correct the team conclusion. that wears purple. But you going for America's team or basically or Canada's team? <laughs> Scandinavia's team. Uh, <laughs> both defenses hold teams down. But Dak Prescott does really well at home, and he, he's been making big plays lately, like over 40-yard plays, which might be the difference. I'm going to go Vikings, purely because I think that they'll do better at stopping the Cowboys' run game than the Cowboys will do at stopping the Vikings' run game. And I think that this is going to be one of those games where Jason Garrett is going to make a few mistakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Cowboys. Okay. Okay. Offer some variation. I'm it, still rooting for you. <laughs> it could have gone either way in, in my mind. Yeah. But I've, I've gone. This is going to be a defensive slug off again. Mm. Right, it's just going to be running. Um, my yeah. game of the week 49ers Seahawks. I think it'll be one of those that sounds really good on paper, and then we're just going to see like Chris Carson carry the ball. I'm saying 49ers. I'm going to say the 49ers win, but I'm still keeping my prospect on cards books as game of the week. Okay. Who are you saying to win, Ed? 
Ah, it's too rich for my blood. The 49ers. Yeah. It's not, it wouldn't even really be that much of an upset because the Seahawks are still 8 and 1. It's not like. Um, I don't think they're 8 and 1. Uh, it's 7 and 2. That's it this week because it's the biggest, the most teams on a bye for the whole season. Six teams Broncos, Texans, Jags, Patriots, Eagles, Redskins. Absolutely nobody is disappointed by any of those teams being on a bye week. <laughs> so there's only All of them are boring. Only 13. As I talked about this yesterday, we were saying. We would probably argue that in terms of each single division yeah. and each division playing within itself, yeah. we think ours is the most interesting. Yeah. And we were saying, who do we think is the most boring? And Ed picked the NFC South, but I think it's the AFC East. No, because the AFC East still has Jets and Dolphins, which provided a lot of entertainment. The <laughs> but, Bills and Patriots But in terms provides... of like... The unpredictability of sport. Yeah. It's boring. And the, the, Patriots, the, fact that the Patriots always the win. The Patriots always win. Yeah. So what you want is like the unpredictability of like what's gonna happen. Where like which can happen in our division. Any four of our teams could have this year been the top of our of our division. Yeah. Whereas you look at that one, you already know it's gonna be the Patriots. Yeah. I can agree, but the entertainment in that division comes from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's again lived up with this week just past. I'm gonna say the most boring. Yeah, it has to be the NFC South. There's not an interesting yeah. team in the NFC South. The yeah, um, yeah, because you've got the unpredictability. Well, you've got the very predictability of the Saints coming out on top. Yeah, you've got basically three teams that are sort of the lower middle ground. Then no, none of those teams realistically is going to present a challenge to the Saints. No. And none of them are, apart from the Falcons on a on a fluke, well, put forward a, a reasonable case for some tank ball. So it's just sort of meh. Yeah, it's just a lot of meh. Yeah. Like, at least with the AFC East, there are teams that are so bad it's fun again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just lowering myself back in. <laughs> It's not that bad when I'm only sat down for like five minutes and I've got some blood in my leg. Right. How long do you sat down? I usually sat down here for about two hours. <laughs> Twelve times as bad. It, yeah, five minutes isn't bad. Well, no, 20, 24 times. I can't do that. <laughs> um, okay, so we have restarted very quickly to bring you some... Breaking news! So, I know that the Jags are on a bye week this week, but uh, Doug Marone, literally, as of four minutes after we've finished recording, said that Nick Foles is going to be the confirmed starter for the Jags' next game. Yeah, Minshew is out. Yeah, so hold on to your, hold on to your hats for some Big Dick Nick. Big Nick coming at you live from Jacksonville. Put your stashes down. Foles <laughs> is back. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, nice.